listeners. You are listening to Garden Plots with Skeletor as well you should be. Etc. Etc. Sigh. Plants. Plants will never disappoint you the way a seemingly foolproof plan might. Plants. Plants understand. They alone can fathom the very essences of our blighted souls. Speaking of blight, it's time to talk about feral foliage. I took a short walk because my minions insisted, like traitors, that it would be good to leave my bed for a few minutes and breathe fresh air. On this walk, I saw a decaying fern, its leaves black and withered like my dreams of victory, and the forest around it watching in uncaring silence as the ravages of its failure slowly destroyed it. Just gonna phone this one in then. Cool, cool. Glad I'm required to be here for this. It was like looking into a mirror. A metaphor for my own blasted hopes. Anyway, if you want to see dead plants in the wild, go outside. I'm sure you'll see some. If, while you're out and about, you see me lying face down in a field, bemoaning my miserable state, kindly leave me there. Take your plant problems to Queen Marlene and vex me no further. Riley, I need music. I'll add some in. No, I need it now. I need music to speak what cannot be spoken. Mournful strings. An ominous bass. A maudlin accordion. Accordion? Yes. The accordion is an instrument that understands profound disappointment. I don't know what maudlin means. Will a polka do? Ugh. Never mind. I don't know what I expected, really. I don't know why I dared to have expectations. How about we get to the next segment? Sigh. And now for Will It Kill Beastman, Swedish Ivy, which is neither Swedish nor Ivy, but despite its fraudulent name, which is something I could get behind, it has no villainous follow-through on its deceit. Will it kill Beastman? No. I suppose it is possible to choke on it, but even that is just an example of existence's cruel ironies. It will not kill you, unless it does. And so what? What is life, except surviving a series of setbacks until suddenly you don't? Are we not all just Beastman chewing for reasons unknown even to us on great clumps of non-Swedish non-Ivy, the vast bovine blankness interrupted as it were by sporadic interludes withdraw our attention? Oh look, even though there is a sign outside telling me to keep out, I am walking into the room. Yeah. Um... Whoops-a-daisy! I am so clumsy and loud about this delicate recording equipment! What is this thing? Why are you strangling that mic stand? Oh, is it a microphone? Sure would be terrible if I were to bump it around and mess things up like I was a wet, uh, weak-minded wet thing. What a pathetic insult. Well, what would you call me then? What does it matter? All my fantastic insults have been wasted on you in the past. Oh, um... Oh no, I've bumped into this chair! I might have spilled your latte! What is going on here? It wouldn't be the first time you would have had to suck wayward beverage from the couch cushions. Phew. Mostly intact. Mostly. As in, not all. Mmm. Here you go! An unasked for interrupting latte! No foam. Alright. That's right. No foam. Not a single dollop. Utterly foamless. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, if someone really liked foam, in fact, if someone always ordered triple foam and were quite clear about it, well, they might be getting pretty pissed off with how much there is absolutely no foam on this latte. Right, got it. You can go now. Okay. Yeah, I, I guess I could go. Um, I can go and mop the Great Hall. Man, hope I don't mix up the mop bucket and Beastman's water bowl again. Beastman's saliva sure leaves an odor when it dries. Yeah, so as much as it is definitely not weird to just hang out staring at Skeletor sitting silently in a ratty bathrobe. It's not ratty. If we could get on with the podcast so I can leave. Oh, right, right. It's a loyal bathrobe. That would be great. You can keep going, Skeletor. Hmm. Please don't do that in the microphone. It sounds terrible. What is going on with him today? Oh, it's his post-plot funk. It's pretty bad today. Usually I can shake him out of it if he gets riled up enough and starts yelling at someone. But I think he really thought this last plan would work. That he gets extra put out whenever he has to help save Eternia. I mean, I get that. Not a good look for an overlord. What? What happened? So, the, uh, Royal Observatory opening last week? Uh, yeah, he was not real subtle that he was going to do something. I am the epitome of subtlety. Um, well, it didn't go quite as planned. Although it was a very good plan. I sub-let my subtlety to full-on sneak. Uh-huh. I am the subterfugiest. Not the most successful, but it definitely had potential. So, Skeletor was trying to use the telescope to... Do something to He-Man? Make him weak? Mm, yeah, see, here's the cleverness of the plan. It wasn't just going to make him weak. It was going to make him look old. You know how vain he is. That would really be adding insult to injury. Do you even ever listen when I brief you? Is he vain? I didn't know. What, do you think his muscles come pre-oiled? Never thought about it, really. So the plan was he would look old and lose his strength. And the Tertia would be defenseless. Not just look old, he would be old. What would be the point of looking old and weakening him? That's just two steps for the same result. It makes no sense. I gave you a handout. It was color-coded. I even bolded the important words, like old. Do you want to actually talk about it now? <laughs> It would serve him right if I left that in. Oh, okay. So he was supposed to be old. You know, that that does make more sense. I, I wish I had known that before. Uh. Anyway, Evil Lynn enchanted us to look like some visiting Aviolian ambassadors in order to sneak into the observatory opening. We had wings and everything. I don't want to brag, but we were looking pretty convincing. Hardly. So, while we were there, Skeletor pointed the Havoc Staff at the stars, and a super bright light came out of the staff, and the constellations got all sparkly, and it was pretty cool, actually. I definitely watched that again. Then, He-Man cut the ribbon and looked through the telescope. He was supposed to look at the Vieja Heros constellation. Then, um, stuff. And, and also, he would get all old. God, this is all just so unnecessarily convoluted. You're convoluted with your face and your scalp and your your ponytail your unnecessary ponytail but he man looked at the babalos constellation instead and instead of getting old he turned into a baby he was adorable 
He was all, goo goo and da. And then his face scrunched up and he cried because, well, because he was a baby and babies cry. He was so cute. Except that his cry was so loud that it shattered the telescope, and then the observatory started crumbling about it because it turns out he was still super powerful. A super baby. I did not see that one coming, let me tell you. I ask you, what kind of idiot doesn't understand basic astronomy? Those two constellations aren't even in the same part of the sky. At least one of the observatory columns crushed Queen Marlene's tea roses. <laughs> so all of these people are running and everyone's like, ah! And then he baby is all like, because, you know, he's a baby. And he started kicking his feet and throwing a tantrum. Only his kicks were causing earthquakes. I mean, didn't you notice those? On Saturday? Yeah, I noticed. And you didn't try to find out? I mean, they stopped eventually. Oh, for Grey Skull's honor. Youths. Well, that's because Skeletor distracted He-Baby. He scooped him up, got his Havoc staff, and started rattling it in front of He-Baby's chubby little face. And then he did a funny voice like, I'm Mr. Havoc Staff, and you have been a very naughty baby. You should stop crying now, or else. Which made He-Baby laugh. And then Skeletor did that bouncy holding a baby walk until He-Baby's eyes started getting heavy and he drifted off. What? He baby looked so sweet, just napping in Skeletor's arms, drooling on his chest leathers. Aww. <laughs> Go on, laugh. I dare you. I dare you. I wanted to keep him, but Skeletor said no, we already had a beast man, and that nobody cleans up after him, so we certainly aren't responsible enough for a baby. <sighs> anyway, Skeletor used some enchanted binoculars to get He baby to look at the right constellation and put him back to normal. I was trying to still age him into powerlessness, but the binoculars weren't strong enough. So Skeletor's plan didn't work out. He had to save Eternia from He-Baby, and he lost his favorite leather crotch cape to baby spit up. Okay. Well, that does clarify some things. Makes a lot of other things way more confusing, but a few things are cleared up at least. Yeah, well, glad I could help. Holler for me if he starts looking perky enough to maybe start yelling at someone. I'm gonna go, uh, bungle some basic castle cleaning. Are you going to get to the sponsor or just keep wallowing? This is not wallowing, it's introspection, which is very different and much more dignified. Okay, fine. Tired of asking, will it kill Beastman? Order from Chompies. Their pet products will keep your furry family members healthy enough to keep henching. Chompies. Quality pet food that won't take a bite out of your wallet. No insult? No complaints about the ad copy? Oh, I, I wasn't listening. Great. So, one last segment and we can go home. Well, I can go home anyway. We have a listener question for Leave It To Me. What is even the point? Just forward it to Queen Marlene and be done with it all. Dear Skeletor, I'm having a problem with my peace lily. Ah, uh, don't mention that plant to me. What, peace lily? I thought you have one of those. I did. I do. It's fine. It's not behaving poorly. I just... it... fine. Just finish the question. I got the lily a few days ago and was doing fine. I have watered it twice a day. When I feed the dogs, it is part of the family already, and given it plenty of sunlight. 
but when I got up this morning, all the leaves had drooped over and it looked very flat and listless. I was afraid to touch it, so I ran straight to write to you. Please help soon, your gardenousness. Signed, Floppy and Flummoxed. There. My Grayskull's power. I... Just try. It might make you feel better. (laughs) Okay, at the very least, it means we can be done and I can go home. Ugh. If it will stop your meddlesome mewling. Dear Flummoxed, Against most of my instincts, I must at least commend you for writing to me immediately. You, listener, at least seem to know to whom you should address your supplications. What you do not seem to know, however, is anything else. Including, it should be noted, the one main thing I have repeated to you over and over, which is that you must not overwater. Before you rush to me, actually, no, concurrent with rushing to me, You should at least feel the soil. Is it very wet? Of course it is. You have been watering twice daily. Peace lilies are, shockingly, for such a purportedly low-maintenance plant, very touchy about watering. If you neglect it even an hour too long, it will make its displeasure very plain. Believe me. If you water it too much, it is even worse. And you, my lame-brained listener, are so much worse than even that. You have been watering it multiple times a day without a care in the world or a thought in your empty little head. The only thing you can possibly do now is to carefully follow these instructions. First, walk outside your home. Good. Leave your keys under the doormat. Now walk down the street. Okay, the house now belongs to the Peace Lily. Be sure to stop by a nursery on your way to find a new home and tell someone responsible to come take care of your plant. Great, gleaming Grayskull, how could someone be so negligent? This is why people cannot be trusted to do anything without someone smarter and stronger and more powerful telling them what to do. Someone like me. Yes, Eternia needs me. Eternians need me. Most importantly, Eternian plants need me. Riley, I cannot let He-Man's unbearable idiocy come between me and the unlimited, chaotic, cosmic power that should so rightfully be mine. The power of Grayskull will be mine, and all of Eternia will bow before me. And I will need a triple foam latte to do it. Someone get Merman, and tell that nautical nincompoop to remember the foam this time, if he cares for me to remember fish food on the Chompy's order. No, wait, if he cares to not, become fish food. Yes! Skeletor is back! Oh, and as for you, listeners, don't think you're off the hook. Remember to come back in two weeks for more garden plots with Skeletor. <laughs> Garden Plots with Skeletor is written by Marissa Bond and Megan Bob and edited by Dan Mulcairn. Our theme song is Daydream by Rafael Medina and our logo was created by Kit Mulcairn. Skeletor is played by Dan Mulcairn. Riley is played by Kit Mulcairn. Merman is played by Nathaniel Hubbard. Additional music from filmmusic.io by Kevin McLeod at incompetech.com used under a Creative Commons Attribution 4.0 international license. He-Man and the Masters of the Universe and all associated characters are property of their owners. You can reach us 
us at gardenplotswithskeletor at gmail.com, on Tumblr at gardenplotswithskeletor.tumblr.com, or on Twitter at garden underscore plots. You can donate to Skeletor schemes on Ko-fi at ko-fi.com slash gardenplotswithskeletor. Thank you for listening.